Episode 70, we're back, we're doing it, we're doing it big. Welcome everybody. So this week we've got a great show for you. We are reviewing The Man From UNCLE. I'm your host, I'm here as always with my brother from another mother, Mr. Barry. What's up buddy? What's up buddy? How you doing man? You like that intro? It's a little drunk, it's a little, me- uh, it's little, a little, little meandering there. It's kind yeah, of uh, I'm all a little over the place. I'm a little wasted. I'm, I'm jumping into this a little drunk. I'm drunk okay. as a skunk. It's been a long day, man. Yeah, so well, uh, I mean, it's better now than half an hour into the show, right? So, I mean, that's usually how it goes. Yeah, no shit, man. So, um, we, uh, as I said, we got a great show, man. We're doing A Man From Uncle, and we're, we're discussing. Actually, um, our guest came up with this top and bottom list, man. And it says, Mr. Paul Hawkins from the Blockbusters podcast, man. What's up, brother? Uh, not a huge amount. Just, you know, had my birthday yesterday. Yeah. Hey, oh, by the way, happy birthday, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I saw I that on the, on the tweets, on the Twitter, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that... Uh, my co-host kind of took over that halfway through the day. So, yeah, yeah the, the pictures that weren't from my film-related calendar, they were all him. Just, uh, sending was there somebody jumping out of a cake for you? Let's, let's... <laughs> there was not. However, I did have a very good ice cream cake from a frozen custard place that was uh, okay. one of the best cakes I've ever had, actually. So it's very good. Nice. So it was chocolate and peanut butter crumbles and stuff in with vanilla ice cream and whipped cream. Jesus, man. That sounds like a, a decadent a decadent birthday cake. Very much so, yes. So, so Paul, you came up with our, our top and bottom list, which is TV to film. So I didn't know shit about this movie. Like, this <laughs> is the first time I actually ever heard of Man From U.N.C.L.E. And, uh, You've never heard of the old school TV show from the never, 60s? Never okay. in my life, bro. Yeah, I'd heard of it, but I'd never had the chance to see it. So it was kind of nice going into this film without having that dragging on you. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So uh, Paul came up with a list. We're doing best and worst TV to film, like uh, uh, TV shows that became movies. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited about this. Uh, hmm. Paul, are you drinking beer with, beer with us today? Uh, not beer. You I son have of a cider. Bitch. Oh, uh, oh you're, you're okay. You get an alcoholic drunk. Some, yes, somehow. I, I, I have myself a red apple ale because. What the hell is that? Uh, yeah, I figured that would be the response. That's going to be the response. <laughs> I, I unfortunately have had trouble finding alcoholic drinks that I like the taste of. I have no idea why, but that's always been the case. And Strongbow, which some people might have heard of, was the one in England that. Uh, I would drink because I enjoyed it. I didn't like apples, but I like cider. Who'd have thought? And what the hell? Then when I came over here, if I wanted to have Strongbow, it would have been about like $4 a bottle. So I ended up finding something that was very similar, which is Red's Apple Ale. It's- Paul, you're from the UK, brother. <laughs> I, this, is, this, is your, this is what I wanted you to come on here for, is to give us the good beers, man. <laughs> you're coming the real right beers. Here. Yeah, you're well, coming over here given with the Bartles I'm, and James. <laughs> given that I'm from England, I'm here yeah, to man. tell you there are no good American beers. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Well, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, all right, Barry, what about you, buddy? What are you drinking, brother? Uh, all right, so... I've had this beer on the show before, uh, I think at least. Um, it's uh, from the Red Hook Brewing Company, and they named it after me. And it's called Long Hammer. Uh, it's an oh. IPA. So mm-hmm. no, it's you know I, it ties in well to uh, our main review of Man from Uncle. Um, okay. 
uh, you know, hammer, the Russians, the hammer and the sickle that's on their flag. Yes, sir. Army hammer. You know, he's in the movie. So and uh, Mr. Uh, Henry Cavill is constantly dropping the long hammer yeah. on the ladies. <laughs> so it, it works all around. So, <laughs> yes, it's, sir. I mean, I've had it before. I like it. It's, it's a solid IPA. All right, man. So All what, right, man. Well, what are you, are you are, have you switched over to water yet, or are you just you still on the pony? Uh, oh no, sir, I'm on the pony, buddy. <laughs> okay, I am drinking from the Sierra Nevada Brewery. Oh, there you go, Torpedo IPA. Because uh, kind of late in the film, there's like a like a sequence where there's like a torpedo sort of. I don't know, man. Oh, it was in the fridge. I'm I'm, I'm taking a, I'm taking I'm taking a page out of your book. It works, yeah, buddy. You gotta do what you gotta brother. do. Sometimes I like. Yeah, I'll uh, give it to you. There, it's it's a it's a a bomb of some type. I mean, it's an explosive, so it yes, works. Sir. Yes, sir. I okay. was pretty drunk, and I was in the pool, and I was like, "Fuck, man! I just I don't have a beer, and just it's gonna be a mess." So, <laughs> Paul, man, why don't you pimp out your show before we even get into anything else, man? Why don't you pimp out your show, uh, Blokebusters podcast? I'm a huge fan, dude. You guys uh, have a great show over there. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find them? Well, first off, thanks for saying that. We <laughs> unfortunately we don't hear that often enough, so it's always nice to <laughs> talk to fans. Uh, Join the club. Join the club. <laughs> um, well, we are two blokes. Although, as my co-host occasionally likes to point out, he wouldn't consider himself a bloke. He's more of a yank. But it's uh, two blokes discussing films, both new and old. Although recently we've had enough new films to have us mostly focusing on the new stuff uh, and occasionally interviewing someone if we get the opportunity. And we we actually came out with our own little rating system and we keep forgetting to explain what it is. I don't understand hope- that thing, dude. You're like <laughs> negative. Like, okay, so like, uh, Paul, explain this shit to me, man. All like right. you say negative one is a good score or negative three. I, I, I have no idea what you guys are doing, man. All right. Like, yeah. You talk about like Transformers and it's a one. I was like, wait, is that good or bad? Uh, I don't believe we've actually done Transformers and trust me, it would not get a one. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I just, the euphemism. <laughs> uh, explain, uh, so please. Um, a perfect film starts at zero. The idea being that it has like zero faults. There's nothing okay. wrong that we can find. Okay. And then we take off points at our discretion. So rather than going from a typical one to 10 or one to five, because if you uh-huh. do that, every film you review ends up between say a three and a six, like you, you have that range that you always run into. We wanted to stop that. Yeah, there's and a lot of right. middle ground. Yeah. yeah. So, now it's thing like we had uh we've had i think two or three films that have been minus 0.1 or minus 0.2 and that was uh lincoln with one and i think the dark knight rises the first one we did and then uh just we normally only take off little increments to start with but then once we get to minus one it's minus two minus 2.5 things like that and then you run into the awful films <laughs> I'm still fucking confused, Paul. You're just confusing <laughs> the fuck out of me, man. I, I know. All these negatives and math and all this stuff. I just completely uh, confused, brother. All right. Okay. In that case. Just going in negative terms. Like like the further away it goes from zero, basically, it's yeah, shittier. It, it's, it's kind of the same. If you took the negative away, it would be the exact same as golf scores. The higher you go, the worse it is. Oh, okay, right. now you're talking. Yeah, now you're speaking to me. Now you're talking to me and Barry. Right here. <laughs> now now you're talking to me and Barry. Thank you, sir. No problem. Because, there you go. All right, man. So, big fan of your show, brother. Um, well, thanks. thanks for coming on. So let's let's get into it, man. Um, 
Ooh. Let's get into what we've been watching this week. So, um, this is the segment where we'd like to talk about what we one thing that we want to highlight to everybody else, man. So, like, Paul, do you have anything this week that you want to talk about that you think that is like completely great or completely horrible? I didn't really watch anything this past week that's been huge. Okay. What was really annoying was the last two episodes you put out. The ones that specifically you, Hiram, that you've talked about were ones that I was thinking, oh, I can bring those up because I enjoyed those. And then oh, okay. so I can't even bring pretend back up. that I've just seen that because you've mentioned it before. Uh, well, bring them back up, bro. We can discuss well, by all means, man. No all problem. Right. Well, uh, there was um, the search for General So. Oh, I, I really enjoyed that one. I, Thank you, sir. So, I, okay, I, I'm glad you brought this up because I want somebody to like bounce this off of. So, what did you think, brother? I found it really interesting because I've always, like, you know, me being English, if we take the yes, traditional English, the the most popular English takeaway food is chicken tikka masala, which is Never an Indian food <laughs> which isn't Indian. It was created in England in the early 1900s. Okay. But it's at every Indian restaurant. And it was kind of fun to see, aha, so this is the American equivalent, as it were. It was something yeah, that yeah. everyone knows yeah. as Chinese food. And it was created in America specifically for Americans. So, right. right. And it was fun to see that. And then also get the the historical background of who it's the guy It's almost like a whitewashing. Yeah. Would you feel like it's a whitewashing of that culture? Well, right. yeah, I mean, it's a little it's offensive. A little offensive. Well, a what's offensive, bit. you mongoloid? What's offensive? <laughs> we don't wash anything. You know, we they just kind of. You know, it's whitewashing. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> you bring a dish and you just kind of fucking make it ex- accessible to your your weak little palate. Um, you yeah, want to sell food to the the bland man? You've got to do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. So, Paul, man, go back to you, brother. What, what did you think of this thing? Well, I mean, it it was really fun to see and then to hear about the controversy that i had absolutely no idea about about the guy that created it got Mm -hmm. none of the attention because everyone thought this other guy who'd copied him has created it so that that was something i'd never heard of before yeah (laughs) but it's kind of like when barry gets credit for the show yeah because i did nothing exactly so (laughs) zero Zero. But, but one thing that i started watching a few days ago actually it's uh a mini series that Joseph Gordon-Levitt did. It's the hit record uh-huh. thing. Um, he, they've just finished their second season and the first season is now on Netflix. Okay. And I love it because it's, he has this website that's been going for about six years now and he's finally made it for uh, television. Mm-hmm. And it's taking all of this collaborative efforts and putting putting it together in one thing. Like you can have as many as 700 people working on a three minute long sequence and like everyone gets credit for it. And it's just this cool stuff that you don't see now. It's almost experimental television. And of course it's all heralded by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who is, he's kind of the same way as Leonardo DiCaprio is like everyone, like everyone's wanting him to get an Oscar, but, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt just become this, incredibly talented actor who's branching out in everything and it's cool to see him do it he really is though man i mean like i've watched him in all kinds of stuff dude and he's out of i mean he's got talent man he can sing he can dance i've seen him do the um stripper scene from um 
Magic Mike, and he was fantastic in that. Uh, uh, well, which is pretty much the benchmark where I where I hold everybody. You, know. yeah, you compare everyone to Magic Mike, and that, that's yeah, the only thing you can it should do. be. If you can do that, you're okay. <laughs> yeah, mm. and he, he's definitely. I would say he's kind of like the Hugh Laurie, the American Hugh Laurie. Because if you actually uh, go back and look at Hugh Laurie when he was doing, say, a bit of Ryan Laurie in that sort of era, he's an incredibly gifted comedian. He can play about five instruments. He's a brilliant singer. He can imitate most accents flawlessly. Is Hugh Laurie that fucking gangster like that? <laughs> he's like he's uh, incredible. Just look up a bit of Ryan Laurie and look at some of the stuff he does on that. Like he, okay, he plays the piano, the guitar, the drums, the harmonica. He can he sings in an English and an American accent. He's one of those people that it's like. How come you got everything? <laughs> yeah. Are you surprised he's not had a bigger crossover here in America? Because, I mean, he was on House, which is a pretty popular show. But other than that, I mean, he's done next to nothing. You. He was just in, like, uh, he was, he was in just Tomorrowland. in uh, Tomorrowland, bro. How yeah. dare you? I'm sorry. Was... You're right. Tomorrowland was a, a cinematic masterpiece. You're absolutely right, Hal. <laughs> he was definitely How could I that? How could I dismiss that film? Fucking turd. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wanted that to be good, and it just wasn't. <laughs> hey, man, join the club, dude. I, I was all over that, dude. I wanted that to be really great, but it didn't happen. Yeah. All right, so, uh, Barry, what do you got, buddy? What do you what have you been watching this week? Uh, so, man, I actually I caught a, a surprise. I went to see this based on positive word of mouth uh, and my affection for Jason Bateman, and I'm talking about The Gift that uh, was released just a few weeks ago. I've heard this is one of the best of the uh, year, buddy. Let's hear it. All right, so this was uh, written and directed by Joel uh, Edgerton, which was shocking. I, I didn't know that he could... I thought he was just like a like an empty vessel. I didn't know he actually had emotions or the ability to write. So uh, it's impressive <laughs> that he can do that. Uh, Jake, starring Jason Bateman, uh, Rebecca Hall, who I'm not familiar with, and, and Joel Edgerton. You don't know Rebecca Hall. I'm not familiar with her. She's sexy. She's ultra sexy. I'm not saying she's not attractive. I'm just saying I Have don't you know not a lot seen of stuff she's been Vicky in. Christina Barcelona. Uh, no. How about uh, the one with Johnny Depp where he becomes a computer? Transcendence? No. I try to avoid crappy movies when I can. You're a retard. Okay, go ahead. What about uh, this that movie? That I am. So, no, man, I I had heard that this is a, a tight thriller, so I went to see it, and I have to basically concur. I really think this really? movie. Okay. Yeah, I wish. I, I think it was fun to see it in a theater. You know, there, there was a lot of you know people jumping around you, so it kind of buys you into the movie a little bit. Uh, I love Jason Bateman. I think he gets to really kind of. He gets to play that straight man persona, but it's him with that kind of biting, uh, that dialogue that he's capable of, but it's not comedic, you know? I, I, I will say, I don't want to give too much away with this movie, um, but I will say I thought he was great in it. I thought Joel Edgerton was good. It's kind of this, they call him uh, Gordo the Weirdo, so it was kind of interesting. He really played this kind of odd character. And, That's weird. Uh, uh, you know, it just, it's really good. I, I had a little bit of a problem with the ending, um, there, there's some things that kind of happened right at the end that, that I was not a fan of, but overall very, very strong movie. I give this eight out of 10. I, I really liked it. If we were, if we were to do the top 10 so far this year, it would definitely make my list. It's strong, strong movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This would make your top 10 list of the year. If we were to do it right now, it would make my oh top my. 10. Oh my. Paul, have you seen this? I have not. I've actually not Neither heard that much I. about it. Really? Now, I was really I'm, surprised. I mean, it was, you know, like I said, written and directed by Joel Edgerton, I was like, I'm out. You know, like I've not seen anything he's really impressed me enough with to think that he can write and direct a movie. But I do really like Jason Bateman. But I heard good things. 
went to check it out and I was I was really shocked, man. It's it's quite good. So All right. All right, man. Give it a go. Cool. All right. So turn it to me. So today I had like I was telling you when we first like opened up the show, we got on right. on uh, on old Skype. One of the best movie going experiences of my life today, man. So um in the future, probably in a few shows, we're gonna do our best of show, like best of all time. Right. And I think it's anybody who's listened to this shit at some point has heard me talk about Goodfellas. Right. I love Goodfellas. Goodfellas is my favorite movie of all time. It's hands down the best movie ever made. And today, in a like a local art house theory, they had a screening of it, man. And oh, dude, it, it good? I was going bananas in uh-huh. the theater, dude. Just ab- this is why I'm so drunk. Yeah, like I showed up <laughs> to the show, our recording of the show, just completely blitzkrieg because I just could not stop partying and having a great time with this theater. I mean, I've seen Goodfellas probably a hundred times, and it, it always gives me something new. It, yeah. it just always gives me something. And um, I went in there and, you know, the great acting, great writing, just the the shots, the, the thing with the Copacabana, the whole thing. Right. I never looked at Goodfellas as a comedy. This is a hilarious freaking movie, dude. It's got a lot of funny moments. Dude, I agree. Like every like 45 seconds, 30 seconds, you know, just people will go ballistic laughing just at the crazy things that are being said in this movie. This movie uh, is incredible, bro. I mean, I can't say enough, man. I'm, I'm so ecstatic that I got to see it, you know, on the big screen in a great print. Um, there was a Q and a afterwards with, um, a local critic around here. And, uh, uh, of course, I moved myself to the front row, and I was asking you know, tons of questions and shit. <laughs> and you know, you know what the funny thing is, is, is like I don't know shit about movies, but I feel much better about our show after talking to this critic because oh, he didn't know <laughs> shit. He know shit about shit. Yeah. I mean, he was dumb as a brick. I mean, like I asked him about the the the, the Steadicam shot down the Copa and how it juxtaposes with. Like, you know, things that came afterwards, Alfonso Coron and the stuff in True Detective and, oh, man, just right over his head. Nice. You you are the movie critic for Tampa and this is not, like, affecting you. Oh, dude, just brutal. But he, um, he's the guy saying uh, you, you've got to rush out and see uh, Garfield, the tale of two kiddies, four stars. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, he yeah. really is, dude. <laughs> did, did he do the, uh, the typical – the second you realize that he knows – that he doesn't know what you're talking about. He just does a nod like, yes, I agree. Next question. He turned away from me. I, I, Paul, I swear to God, dude. <laughs> he, he had like a microphone in his hand and he would like turn it away from me and like turn it <laughs> to some old lady. Wanted Because a lot of the questions that were asked were about the background of the film. Like, oh, did Henry Hill do time here? Did uh, <laughs> um, Joe Pesci's character really say that? Like just little uh, nuggets. Yeah. But when it came talk- time to talk about the actual film – Dude, he wanted nothing to do with it. It was odd, dude. It was just a weird situation, man. But either way, man, just a, I had a great experience, man, watching it in a is theater. It, on is the this full the first screen. time you've seen it in the big screen? I've never seen it in the big screen. It came out in 1990. Yeah. So I was a little young for yeah, that. That's the same thing. I mean, I was just curious. I've never seen it on the big screen either. Never. So. Never. So good, dude. Nice. Just so good. Yeah. Glad you enjoyed were, it, buddy. I've got were, I've got a film that I really want to see in the cinema. My favorite film of all time, Shawshank Redemption. Never seen it on the big screen. And neither have I. I mean, because yeah. it, these these kind of films are just, you have to catch them at some sort of art house theater. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, doing a revival <laughs> or something like that. But like for me, man, it was just such an impress, such an just it laid something on me, man. It just. Are you, are you I had a religious of, experience. What's oh, going on, dude? Here? Are you- <laughs> when the credits come up and they're scrolling side to side, and it's like, whoo, whoo, whoo. dude, I had goosebumps, dude. I literally teared <laughs> up a little bit, bro. I mean, wow, dude, yeah, dude. That's for impressive. Me, no, for me, it was one of those moments, man. Okay, I was just overclamped. I was totally <laughs> just moved by this. Uh, like, all right, I had goosebumps. I loved every second of it. I it took everything. To not recite the the lines, right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like just, just a great, a great experience. So I had a lot of movies I wanted to talk about, but I'm gonna just go ahead and forego it because. <laughs> what, what are you gonna give Goodfellas? Like one seven, out of ten. Seven, it's a seven. It's, it's, a, well, it's a one. I mean, okay. I don't like Leota's laughing and shit like that. Uh, no, no, no. Give okay. me, give me a break. It's a ten out of ten. Right, it's, ten it's out a of perfect ten. Film. I got you, buddy. Perfect film. All right, guys. So um, this takes us to our first break. Let's take a quick one and uh, refresh our beers or our red apples or whatever the fuck it is you're doing, Paul. (laughs) Uh, Apple juice out. And and we'll get back and we'll discuss (laughs) our our best and worst uh, TV to film. Awesome. TV to film. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curve all right, so we wanted to just take a second and point our listeners to a great podcast they should download after they download ours, of course, and that is the In Session Film Podcast. This is a great movie podcast hosted by JD and Brendan, and if you like uh, great insight, a lot of discussion about score and song tracks and just really good discussions about movies, you will love their show. They have weekly segments that kind of augment uh, their main review Uh, to go along with a list that they combine. They have guests on. It's just a really great show. We want you to go and check them out. You can find all their information at InSessionFilm.com. It's a great show. We highly recommend it. Um, Give them a shot uh, and let them know that we sent you. All right, we are back. We've got more uh, beers and ciders, and we are ready to get into our top and bottom uh, TV shows to movies. So this is pretty simple, seemingly. Uh, I don't know if you guys had any special criteria for coming up with your list. Paul, we'll kick it over to you. Did you did you eliminate anything in particular for any reason, and are you doing a top or bottom list? I am doing a top list because I tried to think of a bottom list and I couldn't really I ran into more bad adaptations of books to films than TV Mm. to film because if it makes the jump from TV to film there's normally enough interest and budget behind it to do a somewhat decent job okay Uh, I say normally because I'm sure you found five Um, I'm sure there's there yeah during my when I was looking for good ones I found I was like man the bottom would be so easy this week it's just big old shit pile but all right that sounds good what about you hiro buddy did you uh 
Bro, um, so I made a mistake this week. Uh-oh. I forgot which side I was on, and I I made a I made a top list. Okay, <laughs> but like it was on Wednesday, I was like, oh man, I'm making a top list, and I was wrong. And so I have a top and a bottom list this week, buddy. Okay, I can go bottom. I've got it. I've got it off the top of the I know head. You I can, can go, go bottom. bottom. I know. I know you can take it from the bottom. I, I understand. Okay, but you're gonna I, stay on bottom. Yeah, I'm gonna stay on the bottom, buddy. Okay, I got this. I I love it on the bottom. I love taking it in the bottom, on the bottom, anything to do with the bottom. I'm all about it. You know what I'm saying? As long as you're lazy. As long as I don't have to do much, I'm okay. All right, buddy. So what about you, bud? Um, I I mean, uh, just for me, like I I kind of really opened it up and I didn't care about any other background. So as long as it was a TV show at one time, you know, if it was spawned from something else aside from that, I I didn't care. Uh, Cartoons, TV shows, animation, whatever you want to call, all are within my... uh, my my specter of view here and i will say some of my picks i i'm not necessarily familiar with the original tv show or i haven't okay. seen the original tv show but i have definitely seen the movies so all right well we will get started paul you're our, you're our guest we'll kick it over to you bud what do you have coming in at number five all right well my number five is the biggest Uh-oh. stretch i have on the list uh it's wayne's world okay from saturday is this Night Live? a positive or a negative this is the positive because what I mostly what I tried to do was adaptations that were uh, the closest to what the oh, original okay. TV show was. So I and this did it perfectly. Like I've not seen, I've not seen a huge amount of the skits that right. were the skits. But uh, yeah, I I enjoyed the show before I even or the film rather before I even knew that they were skits. And then when I saw them. And watch it. It's like, yeah, this is people that love doing these characters, just getting to do more with them. So I, I really enjoyed it. I'm also a big fan of meta okay. humor, right. so a lot of that talking yeah. directly to the audience stuff was fine and dandy. I, I don't know what I was talking about. I love Wayne's World. I thought it's a very funny movie. It's, I mean, it's definitely of its time, but it's one of the better uh, Saturday Night Live adaptations to to film. I think so. Uh, Night yeah. the Roxbury is the best. Well, that, that's debatable, but uh, I mean, it, it's it's a good too. But are right, you want me to go next, buddy, or are you uh, you want me to go? Uh, actually, I'll, I'll I'll do this, man. Okay, um, let's hit it. All right, so at number five, I have Transformers. It's simple, dude. <laughs> I mean, like I went easy with this one, dude. I, I it's a great cartoon, great okay. TV show that we grew up with, clearly. Um, Agreed, but. The movie is one of the worst abominations of all time. I mean, just heinous, dude. There's not much to say. Transformers is my number five. I, I think they get progressively worse. I don't think the first Transformers is, is quite the abomination, but what it's followed up no, with no. is the, is the first rough. one is, is terrible, dude. I kind of like the first one. So what? I do. I just. I, it's just. I think it's. I get to see Optimus Prime. I get to see Starscream. I get to see. <laughs> I get to see my no, dick between my legs. That doesn't make it good. Well, I'm just, you know. If, if they had just left it at the first one, I think you would be slightly less a, against it. I do think that the sequels are uh, the fir- down mm, on it. Paul, the first one was an abomination against, the human- against humanity. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good film. At no point did it was I an say abomination it was against humanity. I, I, I kind it. of enjoyed the first one, but they do definitely get much worse as they go along. But I understand your... No need to really go I into the explanation. Them. There's not so. much. My first three, <laughs> the four, all, okay, all of them are going to just be. Do you have really all the Transformers? Or are you just going to go Transformers <laughs> 2, 3, 4? 
I might. Okay. I just want to be really I want to make it really easy. That that would so, be acceptable. It's gonna be really blatant. What about you, buddy? All right. So so my number five is kind of immediately uh, out of the gate talking about the the TV show uh, that I've never seen, but I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, and I'm talking about Maverick, uh, the uh, the. <clears throat> the Mel Gibson film from uh, the the mid '90s with Jodie Foster. That's a TV show. It was a TV show, yeah. Okay. Uh, it, was, it was obviously it was a western. It was uh, on air, I believe, in the '60s or '70s. Like most every TV show in the '60s was a western, seemingly, uh, or at least a good chunk of them. And I just, you know, I mean, I've talked on the show before. Uh, I really like Mel Gibson. You know, I mean, I know he's kind of had his uh, his issues. He's he's a little bit of a racist. A little bit of a, a sexist pig. Just a little bit. No, but, what, uh, what you know, th- that does not soil my uh, affection for his his earlier movies. But I just really like Maverick. I, you know, the Jodie Foster's really adorable in it. It's really good. Alfred Molina plays a great bad guy. It just really works as kind of this updated Western. It's fun. It, it's happy. Actually won like a, a $250 bet off of Maverick one time. So that was good for me. So, you know, it's kind of a wait, wait, wait. positive reinforcement. Stop the presses. How did you win this bet? So uh, w- w- back when I was in the army, uh, we were sitting around one night playing poker. When I was uh, when I was at my roughest duty assignment, when I was stationed in Hawaii, it was really uh, you know bearing the weight of the world on my shoulders out there in paradise. And uh, we were just sitting around playing poker one night, and we were playing uh, we're playing five card draw. And uh, I, somehow the movie came up, and I was like, oh, it's just like you know, because I I pulled a good card, and I was like, oh, it's just like the end of Maverick. Uh, and this guy was playing with. Uh, he was he was drunk, of course, naturally. Uh, and he was like, he was like, it was. They were playing five card stud. I'm like, look, you know, they were. I, I like this movie. I've seen it half a dozen times. It's draw. And he was like, I'll bet you fifty bucks. And I'm like, dude, you're drunk. I'm not gonna take your money. I know what I'm talking about. And he just kept on and on till it got up to two fifty. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. It's on. Okay, let's 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 shake on it. And it wasn't ten minutes later. He was like, damn it. You know what? I think you're right. But he paid me. All was good. So. I, uh, I I pocketed my two hundred fifty bucks. Went and played a lot of golf on that, and uh, it's you know, the worst story ever told. You just, wanted you to know. fucking hear it. I didn't have to fucking tell. <laughs> okay, the story. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I asked. How is that I, a bad I, story? It's uh, it's just know. boring, dude. You just went on and on about goddamn hmm. money, man. Who gives a fuck? Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. All right, Paul. Number four, buddy. Just put Barry right. to sleep. Yeah. Jesus, please. Well, you need to pass out. You're <laughs> dumbass. That's what's wrong. Well, my number four is the Naked Gun. Oh, okay. Okay. Excellent choice. It was a, obviously based around the TV show Police Squad, which I still need to see. I've only seen the first episode of it. I still need to see more of it. But uh, yeah, that, that was one of those films that I think I was the right age when I first saw it. And it was just like, I love Liam Neeson. <laughs> Not Liam Neeson. Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen, yeah. I love Liam Neeson too, but Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> Who was? I was trying to wait. Who was he? Okay. <laughs> He's in the house. <laughs> it's whatever. It's an LN. It's there, you know. <laughs> yeah, that. I think Naked Gun was my first ever Leslie Nielsen uh, role that I saw. And uh, yeah, I've, I've loved all of his films since then that I've seen anyway. So even the, the other. Uh, Naked Gun movies. You're you're gonna you're gonna stay on the ship of those. I I enjoyed them, but I will. It the same as like with Transformers. Like they're nowhere near as good as yeah, the first d- one. Definitely and diminishing w- returns. Yeah. Um, so okay, but, uh, but still still watchable. Yeah, I would say. I, I I'd really like the first. Is the first Police Squad the one where he's umpiring the baseball game at the end? With the I Naked Gun. So. Yeah. Naked Gun. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think so. Okay. So good. Oh, yeah, I like that movie. I think it's fun. I, I I've not seen the TV show either, so I can't uh, 
I can't weigh in on that. It's a little bit before my time. All right, buddy. Hiro, are you going to go with uh, T2? <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm right there in the 80s cartoons, buddy. I've got G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. Uh, my God. I can't help it, dude. I mean, it was so <laughs> horrible. It was an, a complete abomination. If I you've love got G.I. Marlon Wayans in your movie, you're already off to a bad start. Like, yeah, you're, you're fighting and, an uphill battle. No, absolutely, dude. I mean, I love G.I. Joe. I mean, yeah, I grew up on great. this nonsense. Yeah. Anybody who's in the like late 20s to early 40s is probably a big fan of G.I. Joe. Yeah. There's no way this movie is acceptable. It's a hot bag of dog shit. It is what it is. G.I. Joe number four. I, I I concur completely. It's one of the worst things uh, <laughs> that I've seen. So, all right, that takes me into my number four. Uh, and I'm going to go into kind of the animated a little bit here. Uh, this is a show that I was very familiar with, and I thought the movie was, was quite hilarious when I saw it back in the mid-90s. And I'm talking about Beavis and Butthead Do America. Are you kidding me? Um, I love this movie, dude. This movie was so funny to me. Really? Uh, I thought it was hilarious back when I saw it. I mean, I really like the TV show as well. You know, uh, growing up watching it on MTV late nights, you know, in middle school and high school, had a lot of fun with it. Saw it when it came out when I was in the army uh, back in 96. I really thought it was a, a fun time. I really liked it. And I don't, you don't, you didn't like Beavis and Butthead Do America. Or you don't like Beavis and Butthead at all. I don't either. See, I, I think it's because you're, you're not white. That's what it is. It's a. Uh, you're just i'm just saying it's definitely like a white guy show i think you know i'm just saying it is what it is so. I, I, wait, explain this to me how is this not a um, i just well okay um racist piece of crap i'm not a racist piece of crap i'm just you saying are a racist piece so, of crap. So, okay well i think most of the people on the show were, were white kids so that's there um heavy metal uh metallica things like that they're Predominantly uh, white people, but white okay, males so you're being that are in there. Again. Okay, it's not being racist. It, That's it's racist statistics. Fuck. It's statistics. If not, as it, if ninety five percent of the people that listen to the music are predominantly white male, that's not racist. That's just it's a demographic. <sighs> it's not being racist. I, I, you know, hey, you know, if people enjoyed it more, it'd be fine. I don't have a problem. I'm not saying only white people can listen to Metallica. I'm saying the majority of them that do happen to be white people. That's it. It's not. I'm not okay. the one not saying that, you know, others can't listen to it. Why don't we move it. on, buddy? No, why don't you stop being a fucking dick face and trying to say I'm racist? I'm just saying, you're being a, a, no, you're being a racist you're being animal. a belligerent cocksucker. That's what's going on, buddy. You're just being a racist ass. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see how it comes out in the end. I, I edit, so <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna be 100% on my side well, as fun. Well. well, we'll see. It'll be like, <laughs> I hate white. I hate I've never said I never even said that word, so you can't even edit it in there like that. I'll edit it in the word. Okay, you you'll (laughs) say it and then and then edit it in. That'll work well. All right, Paul, what do you got, bud? What do you got coming in number three? (laughs) Paul's like, what the fuck am I on? (laughs) Oh no, I'm just enjoying the show. Um, uh, Well, first and foremost, I will say the best thing to come out of Beavis and Butthead is the TV show Daria. I I grew up. Daria. I was the right age for that when it was on, so that's like that was my favorite part of that. Look, the wife Uh, is bringing water. My number three. My number three is the Adams family. Oh. I, you know what? Good I've choice. Got, I've got the Adams family at number three as well, Paul. So oh, I'm right there you with you, bud. Yeah, it, it was. Again, I hadn't seen the cartoon before I saw the film, and I just loved it. It was exactly my style <laughs> of humor. I, I definitely have a very morbid sense of humor, so it was uh, it was great to see this at a time where most films weren't anything like this. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was a great hit. It spawned so many other things off it. 
Obviously, the worst thing that happened as a result of the Adams Family was the third made-for-TV one with Tim Curry as Gomez Adams. That one was awful. <laughs> but, uh, I never saw that one. I guess I, yeah, I didn't even know there was a third one, so I <laughs> yeah, guess that's good that I've missed yeah, it, it apparently. Was, they wanted to make a third one, but obviously with Raul's death after right. the second one, they couldn't, and then eventually they did and it just wasn't good so oh, yeah, no, if anyone ever good. has the chance to see it don't they're okay it's hot trash <laughs> yeah i mean that one might end up on your list Tyrone. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you've probably not seen it but no <laughs> I, Hi, buddy. I, I, skip, I skip that one what do you have coming at number three a team a team it was uh, I, I grew up loving that like i would say a team is not as bad as transformers in my opinion but I no, see yeah saying. i mean but did when you grew up bro didn't you love that van dude like it was that, the best. With that red yeah. stripe you know you're like oh shit yeah. here comes kick-ass time like and then you show it shows up and there is uh some mma dude like oh, God, it's yeah. not good dude. yeah they they completely miscast uh what's his name was it is that was that rampage that was rampage jackson yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. liam neeson was horribly miscast too uh, i mean it was just a hot mess dude i mean uh, i think there's a movie there like there's a movie to be made but you could definitely make an 18 movie it's not it's not what they put together though yeah it's it's 100 not what they put together so a team is my number three man so what about right. you buddy well, I had Adam's family, but but I have kind of a, a long honorable mentions list, so I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, jump one in here. Um, and I'll just say uh, Mission Impossible. I mean, I think for the most part, those movies have been all fairly good. I, I I'm personally a bit more partial to Ghost Protocol uh, and and uh, parts uh, Mission Impossible Three. So I, I'm not super familiar with the TV show that it's based upon, but I really did like. Uh, I said, you know, for, for the most part, everything but number two, I've actually kind of enjoyed at least to a uh, a certain degree. So I think they would all be at least six or higher in my book. So I, I think it's uh, worth a mention there. So I'll throw that one in there as my number three to replace the Adams family, which I had, which I agree with Paul. I really, really loved Morticia, the whole thing. I really enjoyed it. So all right, all right, Paul, what do you got at number two, bud? All right, my number two is one that I have no idea how many people will have heard of mainly because I don't know how many people will have seen the original TV show. It is Thunderbirds Are Go. I don't know what's If you going haven't on. seen the yeah. TV show Thunderbirds, which was... Are you speaking out of the language right now? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Never heard uh, of it. Uh, there were a bunch of TV shows made in the 60s by Jerry Anderson, and they were all puppets, as in uh, marionettes. And there were Thunderbirds, which is International Rescue, the... The actual live action film that came out like 10 years ago is not the one I'm talking about because that is a pile of shit. Uh, I'm talking about they made a film using the, the marionettes. Uh, what are you talking about right in now? In the 60s. And it was, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's one of those things that. Like Team America? Like World Police? So, um, that's what I mean by marionettes, yes. <laughs> the Thunderbirds. Are nothing like Team America World Police, but then again, not a lot of things are. <laughs> um, well, that is unique. Yeah, it, and it, it's entirely marionettes and miniature sets and stuff like that. So that and it was uh, it was a big hit, especially in England. I don't know how much they're over here, but it was a huge hit in England. It kept being shown on TV every ten years, so there were always generations of kids that grew up watching it. And in terms of my criteria for it, as in how well it's adapted from the TV show to the film, it is just a feature-length version of the TV show. And 
I watched it maybe three years ago, and it still holds up. Like <laughs> the fact that it's marionette puppets and you can see the string was part of the charm of the show, and mm. it's part of the charm of the film as well. So it's. Uh, I, I just I've never heard anything about this. All this is all like brand new information. Yeah, it's well, like speed is a whole nother language. Yeah. Okay, nice. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it so much. I'll have to uh, to write it down and and. Uh, Check out both. See what's going on. Yeah, and and do not watch the live action film. It is awful. Like, <laughs> like uh, just just to give you a bit of a hint at how much they diverted from the original. The original TV show is set in 2055. The film is set in 2015, and the film ends just before their first ever mission from the TV show. Uh. So they set up as a team. And then 40 years later, they go on their first mission, I guess. <laughs> like, and nice. they gave the villain flying powers for no reason. Just why not? Uh, <laughs> of course. Sounds sounds not good. Sounds yeah, like, it yeah, sounds so, horrible. It sounds uh, horrible. Avoid any live action version of it. Just check out the old TV Whose turn is it, Barry? It's you, buddy. You're at number two. You're number two worst. <laughs> oh, man. This is an easy one again. <laughs> like, I'm just running down the 80s. Uh, 80s cartoons that were yeah. ruined. Yeah. Masters of the Universe. <laughs> uh, Dude, like, they had this great. Okay, there was no opportunity. Like, yeah, why He-Man would you is kind of a horrible cartoon looking it's back horrible, in retrospect. But, yeah. but they took a kind of mediocre cartoon and turned it into some giant dog shit. Yeah. I, yeah, I saw Masters Universe when I was still watching the cartoon and thought it was bad. I was like, this is not good. Like, like, where I the don't, fuck yeah, is Orko? <laughs> I, I don't like this. Like, you replace like, He-Man with doesn't this. have a gun. Like, What's going on? Like, They just did not do it justice. He-Man isn't killing people in the boxing ring. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> like, uh, like what happened? Or you replaced Orko with this like troll that plays music. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they, and with Courtney, the guy Cox. came directly over from Willow. Right, he came just right over from the Willow. Yeah, set. just right <laughs> over. Just right over from and Willow. You got Courtney Cox trying to play it like a like a like an accordion or something. I don't know what she's doing, dude. Oh God, the the key. I remember that. Oh man, this is. I will say, embarrassingly enough, I think I actually own this movie. Oh boy. Yeah, and uh, but I've not I've not watched it in a while. I don't know how I came into to my possession, and I actually kind of not really, I don't say an argument, but I got into a discussion on Twitter the other night. Someone had said that they wanted, uh, while Chris Hemsworth still looks the part, to remake or to make another He Man, and I said Dolph Lundgren no, looks just you. like He Man, uh, and no, that movie was you. a piece of shit. So I don't no, I don't think you. there's anything here uh, to really. It just it's too silly. You know, I mean, it's just. I don't know if they can. I don't know if it can be done. So I, I agree, no, it man. Can't be a, done. So all right, man. So, so where are we at? My number two uh, on the top here, and I'm going in. And this is a movie that that I've actually heard people kind of talk poorly about, and I don't understand. Uh, I love both the TV show and the movie. I'm talking about Miami Vice. Oh, sir, uh, this, this is, is my <laughs> number one. Michael Mann's <laughs> greatness. Uh, I think he's an awesome movie. I think Jamie Foxx and uh, uh, Colin Farrell both work really well in this role. I love, obviously, Michael Mann's style, the night filming, things like that. It just really works well with this kind of under uh, undercover cop, this narcotics thing. It, it's a beautiful film, man. I really, really liked Miami Vice. And then the TV show it's based off of, is obviously, it stars the great Don Johnson. So, I mean, what, yeah. what can you, you can't say? Beat that. You, know? you can't beat so that. It's fantastic, man. I, I absolutely love it. So you said this would have been your number one on your top? Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Easily. Easily would have been my number one. Paul, what about you, man? You're kind of quiet. Are you not a Miami Vice fan? 
Uh, no, unfortunately, I think most of the TV shows you guys are talking about have you guys growing up in America. I didn't get those. Ah, uh, okay. So we don't have them in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I. You might be able to tell I'm not originally from the uh, the Buckeye State, but uh, <laughs> no, I I have not seen either the TV show or the film of my uh, own. So. I don't think you need the TV show as a background for the film. So if you like Michael Mann, the film is great. Yeah, you should give great the film movie. a shot, brother. Yeah. I, I think so. you really dig it, man. It's just a, it stands on its own. It, it, it really does. Well, so. I'll I'll see what I can do. I don't know. Is it on Netflix at the moment? I don't, I, I, while, while you know what, while you're going over your number one, I will check it out. <laughs> so, what is your number one uh, best TV to film transition, there, Paul? All right. Well, mine is basically the reason that Thunderbirds Argo was not number one, just using my criteria, is because of how much I love this TV show and the film. Because I am a brown coat, the answer is Serenity. Oh, being okay. the Firefly. What's a brown coat? Uh, you have never seen the TV show Firefly, I take it. No, sir. No. Okay. Um, the brown coat is in that show. There was a, a war between the independents and the alliance. The alliance basically being the government. So, uh, the best way I've had this described is: imagine if Star in the Star Wars universe, the uh, the Empire won, and Han and Chewie end up having to go on the run and be uh, smugglers willing to take any job just to stay in the air. And Chewie is actually a, a woman who has a husband. And then there's uh, a cute, a cute engineer, a prostitute. Oh, now I'm interested. And, yeah. and two, uh, and two oh, mysterious. Okay, I'm interested. And Here that is episode one. And there are 13 episodes of this show. And it was one of those many shows that was cancelled by Fox. And Uh, people mm -hmm. are still pissed about that. This was one of those shows that uh, became the cult show that everyone watched after it got cancelled. And they, because of that, they managed to get a film made out of it. And it just follows the story brilliantly nathan fillion is the main character and he is fantastic yeah i i've 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 never seen this but i've heard a lot of yeah I've heard a lot of same, love man. for this i mean i'm familiar with it. i know nathan fillion and, th- and like the, the movies and you know trying to finish the story and i've heard you know they've, they've tried to they've talked about bringing it back a few times and this and that and it just never worked out but uh it seems yeah. to definitely have a, a very powerful following with the fans of it so i can see this being number one yeah yeah and like i said by my criteria, it shouldn't be, but given how much I loved it, like I couldn't not have it at number one. There you go. Well, you go against go against the grain. That's what we do every time. You know, we we uh, talk over ourselves all the time. All right, buddy, what do you have at number one? Higher? What's your worst number one? Transition? I've got an easy one, man. It's uh, it's a film that uh, you and I are big Star Wars fans. Oh yes, so, and Star Trek often often gets confused with Star Wars. Losers. Incorrectly so. So <laughs> Star Wars the motion picture is dog dick. Oh. I, I cannot stand this movie. I watched yeah. it thinking it was going to be really good, but it was awful, man. I mean, terrible, man. It's just slow to watch. I mean, I think it's widely regarded as, as not 
a good film. I think right? everyone I mean, thinks it's pretty bad. Yeah, I don't. I, you uh, probably won't find a lot of people arguing with you that this Wrath is a bad of movie. Khan is a pretty good film, from what I hear. Yeah. I mean, I've watched it. I didn't find it to be that great, but it's just whatever. But uh, the first one is just terrible, man. So that's my number one, dude. Just All right. Star Trek. But just I, I believe garbage. the ruling is every odd numbered every Star odd Trek one. film is crap. Yes, so uh, it'd be one, three, five, all those things. Yeah. Terrible. So I, I, I've only, I don't think I've I've not seen any of the original Star Trek films. I've seen the the remakes of the the newer updates that came out the past X number of years, but I've not seen any of the original ones. So I can't. Uh, but I have heard that it's horrible. So I can I can agree with you there. <laughs> so okay. all right, my number one is uh, is no surprise for me. I I think um, so. I'm a huge Batman fan. Uh, the the TV show was was camp garbage, but uh, I'm gonna throw in the first Batman movie from uh, 1989. Michael Keaton dons the mask. Is this a, a, an actual like show to TV though, man? I mean, you, well, I said, well, I said, well, I said, I didn't put in any criteria where it, if if it had another history somewhere else. So this is obviously from a comic like you book. You could have put in. This is not a original Anytime property. Anytime you put Batman on a list, I'm doing it. I'm just hmm. doing it. Because 1989, uh, there was a TV show that preceded this, bro. That's what I'm saying. The Batman yeah, TV point. show, and then they made a movie out of it. But there was uh, the, the, the uh, 50s Adam West TV show, right? Okay, I'm drunk. The 60s. That's what I'm talking about. So there was a TV show, it was a comic book, and then it was a TV show, and then they made a great movie that I love. So, and I'm talking about Batman from 1989. I'm so drunk. It's all Just right, buddy. Okay, I'll let you be. Um, no, I, you know what? What can you say? A lot of people talk about this movie doesn't hold up. Uh, they kind of give it a, a little bit of a. A bad rubbing, and I don't think that's fair. I mean, especially because people try to compare it to the Nolan movies, which this is obviously not trying to be this serious, yeah. dark tone film. I mean, it's it's definitely more. It, it gets away from the, the the super camp. What was the TV show? But it still has a foot in that that world. I think Jack Nicholson's Joker. I think is, it's great. Over the top. I think it's great too. Uh, you know, yeah. Batman is is very good. You don't get quite the the heavy action that you do in, in later films, but I just I really liked it, man. I'm I'm a big fan of this movie. It's it has a a personal nostalgia thing for me, so I I love Batman. I love Batman the character. Love this movie. It was an easy number one pick for me. Cool, cool. All right, buddy. Get any honorable mentions? I've got a few, man. I talked about a, a another movie that I think people kind of give a lot of crap to that they don't think is very good, but I actually kind of liked it from a few years ago. The Equalizer that was based off of a TV show. Okay, uh, I kind of like that. Twenty One Jump Street from a few years ago. I Terrible. thought that was a very funny movie. Uh, Terrible, and, huh? I didn't like it. You didn't like Twenty One Jump Street? No. Oh, you're drunk. That's what well, obviously. I, but oh, I yeah, joined the club. <laughs> and then I also. Uh, Another animated South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. I thought that was uh, quite a hilarious movie. Off. How about you, Paul? Movie. Well, yeah, South Park, bigger, longer, uncut, definitely. That's uh, a solid film, and I, another one I need to rewatch. Uh, and then I've got, I had one other one that I was contemplating putting on a list instead of Wayne's World. Uh, the reason I didn't is because it started out as a radio series, then it became a book, and then the book overtook the radio series. But then they kept doing the radio series. Then it made it into a TV series. Then they did the radio series again. Then it was a film. And then they finished the last book, which came out after he died with another radio series. So it, this one was all over the place. It's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, okay. And very British humor. Very much my style. They changed enough stuff that it's its own unique universe, as it were. Still Hitchhikers, but... 
different enough that I didn't think I could actually put it on the list because they had changed that much of it. Again, something I've not seen an episode, yeah. movie, show of. So very, <laughs> yeah, yeah, very odd I, seeing how things go. You know, you what you come up with, what you're used to seeing, and how that translates over. It's, it, it's, you know, what makes it nice. That there's not a lot of uh, crossover. So yeah, all right, Hyrule, what I about you? That would be the yeah. case. So sure. well, I had a, uh, I had uh, two lists actually because uh, I, I, I'm all pretty constantly drunk. So yeah. I had a. Uh, <laughs> I had a best list. I started working on a best list. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had Equalizer, Miami Vice, Mission Impossible, The Saint. I'm surprised neither of you mentioned The Saint. I didn't know The, the Saint, Saint was based off of a TV show. Uh, and I have not seen it. So. Night the Roxbury, The Untouchables, come the fuck oh, on. Oh, there you go, yeah. Uh, and, and Ninja Turtles. But for my bad honorable mentions, I have uh, Eon Flux, just Fair horrible. Enough. Uh, Lost in Space, barely remember Charlie's Angels, and Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, that, <laughs> how was that not number one? On yeah, and like <laughs> it's been it's been talked about a lot recently. Maybe I think I had to go. Yeah, a little bit of a I, I left it off just on on, on principle, just uh, just a yeah. heinous. And I actually, just wanted to pick on Star Trek kids. So, so there whatever. you go. Beat him up <laughs> a little right, bit. So uh, let's take a quick break, man. I'm going to just douse myself man, with some water and maybe try to like refresh and rehydrate, do something to, to come out of this drunken stupor. And then uh, let's get back to it. And then we'll do our big review of The Man From Uncle. Nicely done. We recently discovered the existence of an international criminal organization with ties to former Nazis. Rumor has it that built an atom bomb. We have no choice but to work together to infiltrate this organization. We'll leave you two to get acquainted. Napoleon Sol, the CIA's most effective agent. Julia Curiaki. KGB, the youngest man to join in their best within three years. America is teaming up with Russia. Things could get a little messy. The thing is, I work better alone. I work better alone too. Okay. I'll let you tag along. All right, guys, we're back and we're ready to do our main review, and which is The Man from Uncle, written and directed by Guy Ritchie, starring Henry Cavill, Army Hammer, Alicia Vikander, Hugh Grant, Jared Harris, and others. So, this is based on a TV show from. God knows 60s, when. The 60s. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. You know, going into this, uh, Paul came up with this idea, and I had no idea it was a TV show. So, um, Paul, man, what's your um, kind of uh, early in- attachment to the TV show, and what did you think of the movie? Well, I had no early attachment to the TV show. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, but uh, Same as me, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and as I going into the film, all I knew was the one trailer that they brought out, and I thought, all right, yeah, it kind of seemed like uh, your old-school spy thriller type thing. And sitting down to watch it, I will say I was definitely not disappointed with okay. what I saw. What about you, buddy? You no, know, I I was aware that it was a TV show, but I'd never seen an episode so I went in uh, kind of at least with, with the understanding of, of what it was based on, but never having seen it. I do like most of Guy Ritchie stuff. I like, you know, uh, Snatch, Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels. I kind of actually like the, mm-hmm. I like both uh, Sherlock Holmes movies. I know a lot of people kind of 
dislike the oh, second good. one a little bit more, but I, I, I thought they were fun. I definitely think it's a good. very visual style that I appreciate. And I, you know what, man? I really wound up liking this movie a lot. This is, we talked a little bit uh, during our Mission Impossible review, how I'm a big fan of the spy genre. We've talked a little bit about it before, uh, how much I like spy films. And this just, this really hits that vein. I mean, there's a lot of, there's spy craft, there's gadgets, mm-hmm. you know, and I really like, because I was a little concerned going in. It's like, how are they going to play up this tension between the Russians and the U.S.? I mean, that's it's obviously a little elevated now, but I mean, we're not. This is this is the post Reagan Cold War, right? I mean, we're not quite as uh, bitter enemies as, as we once were. But I think right. it was done really, really well. I had a lot of fun with this movie. I thought that the the visual style was great. The clothes were great. I, I had a lot of fun. This gets seven out of ten for me. Seven out of ten, Paul. Yeah. Okay, so what we're doing now is we're giving oh, our yeah, rates sorry. early. No, go ahead, Barry. So seven for you, uh, yeah. Paul. Uh, do you have a great? Because what we're doing is giving grades early, and then we're going to discuss and see if we can manipulate those grades. You know, so <laughs> no, what, yeah, would, that, you, what would you give this? I would say my overall rating for this film would probably be around six out of ten. There you go. Okay. I'm with you, buddy. I'm on the six out of ten. So, uh, I had a great time with this movie. However. This movie is slick but uncharismatic. It it it's missing something. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's so good looking. It's much like the characters, very good looking, but it yes. doesn't have that oomph that 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 something that je ne sais quoi that I bring to the table. You know what I'm saying? No matter whether I'm wasted or not. Drunk I'm still, stupidness is that what it was missing? Is that your mom likes it? She does. So, anyways, <gasps> so um. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh i mean uh it's just it's just missing something dude. Well, like can like, can you put your i mean you say it's missing something is it are you is it i like, just don't know is so the like, plot too bland let me, let, and, it, and I, I have a kind of uh a comparison here so okay. like when uh quentin tarantino came out with his big films pulp fiction and the reservoir dogs in the early to mid 90s everybody was all over it and then out came all of these kind of Imitators. Imitate good word good yeah. perfect word. Imitators. So Guy Ritchie was in that camp. You know, okay. he came out with Lock Stock, he came, and Two Smoking Barrels and then Snatch and then all that stuff. He came out with all these films and, and a lot of people said that that he was trying to be Tarantino. Okay. But Tarantino has this way of developing characters, his dialogue that he just writes into them that this movie doesn't have that Guy Ritchie couldn't emulate. Mm-hmm. And the th- I think the same thing goes for these actors. So okay. Army Hammer and Henry Cavill just they just don't have that oomph that 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 way of delivering the dialogue that just makes you like latch onto them. So yeah. while they're insufficient, I think the film as a whole is fun. Like it's just yeah. it's just blasting you like you say with that spy craft with the 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 the, the toys and all that stuff, and it's just a good time. So. I, I'll also give it a six out of ten, but that's pretty much just reaching for the stars with this man. That's as high as I can ever go with this. Okay. So Paul, let's get you into it. Kind of talking about anything off of that? What he just said, or? Uh, well, first and foremost, I would argue that Snatch could go toe to toe with almost any Tarantino film. You're drunk as a f- <laughs> you. You're drunker than I am right now. <laughs> no, I'm not. There are some things in Snatch that are some of my favorite moments in that's cinema. crazy i like I, I i love snatch but there's i don't think it touches 
There's no Maybe way. Jackie Brown. Maybe it touches Jackie Brown, which is my least <laughs> now, favorite Tarantino film. I enjoyed Snatch just as much as I enjoyed Pulp Fiction. Oh, oh wow. But, but Throw I him am. off the show, Barry. Get him <laughs> out of here. <laughs> but I am English, and I have that English dry wit. That, so I enjoyed that from it. Maybe not as much as most Americans would. So, I, so you, you don't need to, to watch it with the subtitles divide. on like I do. <laughs> yes, I did not need any subtitles to understand Brad Pitt. <laughs> I, dude, I need subtitles to understand George Clooney at this point in my life, dude. Uh, <laughs> I gotta put that shit on, dude. But uh, I, I do think you, you kind of hit the nail on the head when you're saying how bland some of these characters were, and I felt that the amount of times that they were spent just trying to one up each other, I think in the first let's say 75% of the film over half of the time. It's just the two of them like, well, I can do this. Well, I can do this. I know I can do this and I'm better than you. It's like they, if they could have dialed that back and maybe put some more action shots in or maybe add a little bit more background to the era they were in, I think it would have uh, worked. uh, So that's kind of weird. Like, I mean, cause like, I think that the action is, is good. Like, they give us a lot of like them flipping and sliding down ropes and yeah. all that bullshit. I, I just, I can't put my finger on it. There's just something about these guys. Like Army Hammer was in, uh, in a Lone Ranger and, 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 uh, Henry Cavill is Superman. And these guys just don't have it. Like they, they're not Tom Cruise. They're not Val Kilmer. They're not fucking George Clooney. They don't have a bada bing. Like, I don't know, man. There's just something missing from these guys. Yeah, pretty much. Although I will say I wish that uh, Henry Cavill had done Superman the same way he was in this film. I think it would have made it much better. In Man of Steel. So you want uh, Henry Cavill? <laughs> if he was this uh, suave and just uh, banging down on Lois Lane, just giving yeah. her the anal. Okay. See, that's because <laughs> that was going to be my point. Like, I kind of agree. I understand what you're saying. I don't completely agree. I think Army Hammer is weaker than Henry Cavill in this movie. Yeah. I think Cavill, the way he plays it with that very. Just, just so much confidence. Like, this womanizer, he just, he's so capable. And then also, like, the way he talks in this movie is very, it's almost like Walter Cronkite. Like, the way he kind of delivers his line, it's very, like, news-like. You know, it's almost like like it's yeah. from a 60s TV show. Like, there's almost this radio quality to it. Like, it's, like, okay. you know, like, I have to kind of uh, he, but that's the point, through my it? voice. Yeah, and it's, it's it's just kind of silly campy. Walter and I don't Cronkite, feel like, I like it. <laughs> and I don't feel like Hammer kind of matches that. I would say for me, I, I really like uh, Vikander. I, well, I like what she's given to do, but I think she's the least developed. And, oh, and that's horrible. kind of a problem. She's absolutely <laughs> horrible in this movie. I don't that's, think she's horrible. Like, she I just will doesn't take have Alicia Vikander and shit her out right now because <laughs> everybody sucked her dick when she was in fucking uh, Ex Machina, and yeah. she was not that great. She played a robot great. You know, yeah. well, she played a human uh, robot. Though, you play she- a robot on the show. All the time, and I it's do. not a, and, and nobody's raving on you. Our show's but, going through the roof, my friend. So people must like it. Thanks to me, nobody do. And, and Paul probably more numbness. than you, but whatever. <laughs> she wasn't fucking good, dude. She was not good. She was awful. I I don't think she. Awful. You you often Brutal. go with the awful, but I there's definitely worse performances I mean, I to be it, seen across the board. But uh, I also like that you didn't kind of mention her in the opening uh, 
dialogue, but the, the main bad guy, Elizabeth uh, Debicki, is played by uh, that's that's the actress's name. Man, she's and she's a nice. She's about six three, which is you know that so me nice tall. I like that stuff. She, oh, you know I, who is brutal? Jared Harris. I love Jared Harris from Mad Men. Yeah. So, but okay, and this brings me <clears throat> to like a bigger point where, okay, so everybody's doing an accent outside of their range. So, yeah. like Jared Harris is trying to be Mr. CIA American guy, and uh, Henry Cavill's a Brit and he's doing an American accent, and then Army Hammer is an American, he's doing a Russian accent. And Alicia Vikander is doing what the what I don't know what the fuck. They're all brutal. Like everybody is brutal in this movie. Paul, what do you think? Well, I'm fairly certain Hugh Grant has that British accent. No, so, Hugh uh, Grant is great. <laughs> He's the only dude playing his thing. But Jared Harris doing the fucking American. Yeah, AI. Get the fuck out of here. There, there, yeah, I mean, maybe that was the problem with half these things. Is like you know that they're all putting on the accent. And wow. yeah, the um, I can't remember her, her character's name. The the woman who is the Gabby, the one she picked candor. up at the beginning, and it's the, like her accent disappears halfway through the film. Hmm. Like, like everybody was bad in this. Yeah. Like like but, their accents were terrible. Yeah. Well, there was one scene where she just started talking, and she had no accent. Like it, it was that that Russian, I guess, that she was trying to put into it, or German. It just wasn't there. And then two sentences later, it was back again. The movie just feels uncharismatic. Like it, there's just, I think it's well done. It's well executed. The actors are doing what they're asked to do. The director is doing what he what he wants to do. Like there, it's it's on point. Like it's fun. It's all that stuff. But there's just a lack of charisma in this movie overall. Like, as they just kind of drags it down, and that's the only thing that's just stopping me, man. Just from from really loving this movie. Uh, so, I, do you use it, the lack of charisma is, is four points bad. I just don't understand why. Okay, so you're watching it, right? Right. And, and this uh, look through my eyes, right? Okay. They're a little drunken, blurry, so I don't know. Blurry, <laughs> you might crash. I might see, I might see two Cavills, which it wouldn't be a bad thing. You know what oh, I'm saying? A good time. So I'm watching it, and I'm just, I'm having fun. Like I'm smiling, mm-hmm. but I'm not cheering. I'm not like right. on the edge of my seat. Like I'm, I'm still looking at my watch. I'm like, what? When the fuck is this thing gonna end? Like that kind of thing. And it's only like an hour and 45 minutes. So why? Like what, yeah. what's wrong with this movie? These guys just don't have it, man. Like I figured out why they hired Army Hammer. And it's because he looks a bit like Steve McQueen when he's on that motorbike. Like, okay, like, if that's what it is, then there you go. But he doesn't have to carry the charisma of a Steve McQueen. No, he does not. <laughs> no, yeah, he I, doesn't. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I, I I see what you're saying, and I'm excited. I definitely think it is missing a little something. It, it doesn't bother me as much. Like I said, I think I think it kind of is is a mixed bag. I think Cavill. Uh, the way he kind of plays it, like the, the accent thing, he's an American accent. His American accent's fine. It sounds like... It's awful. It, no, it sounds like most people talk over here. Uh, you know, the, the, the others, well, whatever. You you have this this God. bogus ear for a accent problem. But uh, I, I just, I enjoyed it. I was never I bored. I don't have a bogus ear for those biceps, bro. He looked good. That was my one complaint. We need they needed to fight shirtless one time. That's yeah, what we need. Man, like, you know, like come heat, on, like just red heat. Don't, in their don't come out of the shower in a robe. Come out of the shower in a towel. Intertwined, towel. Oh, come it'd be on, awesome. Man. Um, 
But yeah, you know, I just I don't I I did find it fun. The when we get to kind of the end, this the the plot line with kind of the well, I guess it's plot line throughout with a dad. I thought was kind of not tedious, but it was just kind of a. I don't know, kind of a silly in, I felt like, like it was just kind of like, cause there was nothing there really with the dad character. Uh, the uh, Vikander's dad is kind of the, the reason that everyone's involved in this process. And I also, I, I wish for me that they wouldn't have shown Hugh Grant in the trailer as kind of his role. Like, I think it would have been better if he would have just shown up and you don't know what his association with this whole thing is. Because, uh, right. you know, knowing that he's eventually the guy that's in charge or at least part of some intelligence agency is it, it takes some of the. What did you think about that fashion argument? Like, I love that sequence. Oh, that was the like best. What? It doesn't have to match. It has to go. That's 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 perfect. That's exactly were, like, right. About to argue about fashion. Yeah. I love when you told him his bow tie doesn't go with that suit and he actually changes. Oh, love that's it. Good stuff. Yeah. I don't think we have to get into uh, spoilers here. So like. um. Why don't we uh, kind of wrap this up? Okay. And uh, give final grades. So, Paul, man, uh, as our discussion has gone on, do you feel that uh, you're going to like veer away from your original score or are you sticking to it, Paul? No, I, I think I'm going to stick to it. I, mean, I had issues with just the heavy cliche yeah. that uh, the plot went with, like all of the reasons that the characters did what they did, it was just very cliche. Now, I do understand that it's based on a 60s TV show, and it felt very much like a 60s TV show. So yeah, <laughs> that's probably where most of that came from. But uh, yeah, I, I think still 6 out of 10. Like the, I would say it's very style over substance. I agree 100%, brother, 100%. What about you, Barry? Are you uh, sticking with it or are you, you moving around? No, I'm st- I'm staying where I am, man. I, I really like this movie. Like I said, I love the spy craft. I love that genre. I, I love – I definitely think the movie does have a lot of style in it from Guy Ritchie's directing standpoint. Uh, the fashion, the style, the fashion-wise, I thought was very sharp. Cavill looked great in his suits throughout. Uh, I really like that. One thing we didn't talk about that I kind of threw in that I also liked was – the both uh, the background of both uh, Cavill and, and Hammer's characters that are kind of relayed basically through dialogue, which you know is not the best way to kind of give a background, but I, I did like. I thought it kind of right. It, it showed why they're good at what they do a little bit, and I, I appreciated okay. that. Um, but you don't kind of get that for anybody else. So you're just gonna have to take them at, at face value. So, but for me, I'm going to stay right there at seven out of 10. I will say, I definitely want to see this again, a possible purchase for me. I don't know. We'll have to see. I've not wow. bought any movies from 2015 yet. Uh, Jeez, so, so I might actually wow. buy this one. I like it to that Impressive. much. Well, I'm coming down, man. I'm going to uh, drop it down. You're uh, so dumb. So the, your only complaint is it's missing a little bit of charisma and you're going to go five out of 10. That's, that's, that's ignorant. That just doesn't make you, any sense. You really want to rewatch this? Yes. This you said, I had fun. I enjoyed it. But five, I just, I don't know, man. You're kind of all over the place. You're a little uneven. Well, uh, it's called drunk. <laughs> it's called very drunk. Um, you didn't really uh, do much to convince me. So, okay. I mean, I blame this on you. It's whatever. Um, I do love the fashion stuff. I mean, I, I think it's slick. I think it's fun. But it's just, yeah. I, I don't see a lot of rewatchability in this, man. I just don't, man. I just don't see – and well, to say that for you to come down, you said I didn't give a lot to bring you up. You gave no credence to why Vikander's bad other than you just say she's horrible. 
Like that's you just what 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 about her was bad? Her okay, her she was unbelievable as her character. Like she was, uh, she there was she never got me as the sex pot or the 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 various roles she plays. She never when, convinced when she, me. When she tells Harmon she wants to wrestle, you never. Never okay, like, oh, that, but that was good. that was driven by the movie itself. They're playing the music, they're doing the whole thing. I mean, it's not based on her talent. It's not based on her what she's doing. It's based on the way the director and I'll say I will argue that that wrestling scene came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere? What? Why? Why? It was just all because... of a sudden she's just dancing and then the wrestling effect. Okay. I like what they do. I like the music. I like all that shit. But she's gonna like, put him oh, in his hey. place. She's like, look, motherfucker, you you think you're a tough guy? I'll show you tough. Oh yeah, she showed me tough, but falling asleep. I do that all the time, so it's whatever. Mm. I'm sticking. And you with think the five. you're a tough guy, and you think you're a tough guy. You're always flexing. You fall asleep, fucking doing nothing. I, so. it's, I'm not flexing. I'm like wanking on myself. No, okay. I'm, I'm pulling. So, a line all right, now you know. What I mean, like I said, it's it, it is what it is. You you didn't love bed. it, so so um, another great show. That's debatable. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun thanks for coming on paul we had a good time man oh uh, no, no problem anytime check out his podcast the blogbusters it's a good show like like they talked about early on uh go check it out it's good stuff thanks for listening what are we doing next week i don't even know no clue whatsoever hold man, on let me pull this thing up so well while he's doing that you can follow us at true bromance cast that's true without an e we got a facebook page you can go to our website true bromance film where you can find all of our shows if you don't want to uh if you don't download via an app or some other thing, you can stream them from there. So that's a way you can access our content. So what are we doing next week, buddy? It's me and you, buddy, by ourselves. Z for Zachariah. Oh, okay. I don't even know what this is. I don't even heard of this. <laughs> <laughs> this should be a good time. So oh, we'll this has Margot Robbie, right? Oh, yes, it does. Margot Robbie else. and uh, the dude from 12 Years a Slave, uh, whatever his face is. David Oyelo. No. No, not that guy? Okay. He's just throwing out random black Michael dudes. Michael Fassbender. Right? I hope it's Michael Fassbender. That's no, I, I, I thought that was him. Maybe I... No, it's yeah. uh the other dude. Um, fucking... Uh, it's Chiwetel Ojafor or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Chiwetel Ojafor. There you go. So, all right, not David O'Yellowo. <laughs> not Martin Luther King, the other guy. So, all right, man. Again, Paul, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for downloading if, you, if you've been doing so. And we will see you next week, apparently, for Z for Zachariah. So there we go. Hyrule will be drunk again. It'll be a good time. I'll, I'll hang off for dear life just to get uh, it there. Peace. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They're all together ooky, the Adams family. Their house is a museum when people come to see them. They really are a scream, the Adams family. Neat. Sweet. Sweet.